Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, number 364. Uh, it is the 19th of May. We're in lockdown, and we're talking about video games. I'm Josh Wise. I'm joined by Rich Walker. Hello. Hello. And Image Donovan. Hello. Hi. Hi. How the are you listeners, both? Josh, it's the 20th of May. It's just yeah. Oh, clarify. shit. Shit. That's what, I, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> Fucked it. Fucked it from it's day right. dot. Damn. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's the 20th of May. The 20th. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And a fine Wednesday, I must say. Um, oh, indeed. How, <laughs> how are you two? Uh, how are you holding up? How, what's going on? What's, what's the happy haps? I'm okay. Yeah? Yeah. You've eaten, you've eaten some toast. I've had some toast. I'm drinking mm. some coffee. Mm-hmm. All is all is okay with the world. Excellent for Excellent. me. What what? Let's just get a quick rundown. Uh, flora spread. You're going for yeah. Yeah, on the toast. Yeah, the the flora buttery. Um, flora buttery. It's both vegan and tasty. Okay. It fulfills and, uh, uh, the criteria. And what 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 we say with the coffee on the decaf for? No, I've been told uh, no more decaf. Oh. It's got chemicals in it. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, I'm on the nasty kind of standard Nescafe, which sort of tastes like dirt, <laughs> but it's good enough. Well, I am on um, the Tassimo, which is Ooh. which which is a bit fancy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Look I at you. Yeah, I know. I know. It's really good. It's um, it's uh, it, you know, Costa do like a. <clears throat> A range of Tassimo pods, like in partnership yeah. with Tassimo. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, they do. They do a number of things actually. They've got. There's another company called Law. Mm-hmm. L- L- it's like L apostrophe O R. I think you just maybe yeah. just say Law. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. So they do a range, and I got their espresso last week, and this week I've got the Costa Americano, which I'm sipping at the moment. It's really good. Mm. <laughs> is it a good uh, substitute oh. for the Costa experience? <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's it's a good way to get a sort of Costa ish experience uh while uh-huh. while in the confines of one's home um wonderful it is good uh oh and uh, i'll get you some updates um <clears throat> vis-a-vis crumpets oh yes please mm-hmm. yeah Cr- and, for and, crumpet and corner ge- for crumpet corner and, and also just general uh breakfast goods i guess because mm. I've, I've received some emails on this uh, we got some questions coming up later from the listeners on this. More on the Marmite situation. More on the peanut butter. What's um, um, oh, yeah. what's Imogen? What's your breakfast and coffee pick? Um, what my ideal one or my one for today? Your, currently, well, I don't know. Yeah, currently, yeah. Currently, um, currently it's a slice of toast with um, like vegan uh, chocolate spread. Lovely, Ooh. very nice. Um, so it's a bit like, more like. I don't know. I think it's more probably more bitter than regular chocolate spread. Yeah. Because it's got not got any milk in or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then um, I used to have some fancy um, Americano like granules. Ooh. Um, yeah, I found them at the back of the cupboard, uh, but I've sadly run out of those. Oh, Sounds like I'm really story. slumming it with the Nescafe then. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the, the, yeah, red, yeah, yeah. the red top standard <clears throat> no frills Nescafe. The sort you get in a big drum. I'm surprised. Yeah, yeah, the drum. I'm surprised. You, you have you guys got a fancy coffee machine, Rich? I'm surprised you you and no. you, you've no, not got like a. I, I mentioned this to Elise this week because I miss proper coffee, mm. and she's like, "We can't afford to just be spending money willy nilly on stuff we don't really need." Well, what and about she has a good just point. a cafetiere? I mean, just a, yeah, you know, we have a just... cafetiere. 
And we have fresh coffee, actually. It's just laziness. Laziness. Classic laziness. Yeah. You know, a coffee machine slinging a pod or whatever and press a button. Oh, that, I mean, that is, that's unbelievable. Yeah, the thing about that is you press the button and you simply walk away. Exactly. It's just brilliant. Like, you just come back into the kitchen. Oh, uh, I've got a coffee. There's a little coffee waiting on the stand for you. It's glorious. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I've got report backs. Uh, my flatmates are, they're going on a walk, I think, shortly. And I think uh, one of them, they're going to Waitrose. <clears throat> so oh, I'm yeah. going to get, yeah, so, I, so and she said she's going to get, I think, Waitrose Essential Range Crumpets. Um, what? So I, so I can, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can compare that to the Warburton's Crumpets previously. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. interesting. So I want, it's an I want to do that. And I want to do, um, I tried breakfast waffles. <laughs> which uh, I think yeah. I texted one of you about, possibly both of you. Um, <laughs> they were good. I went. I fell down into a kind of peanut butter jam pit, which I never really got out of. And so I was putting jam... So what you do is you get the breakfast waffles, pop them in the microwave for, say, I don't know, five, ten seconds or something. Just get them nice and warm. Pop the jam mm. on top of the waffle, and it kind of falls very nicely into the little grooves of the waffle. That oh, was glorious. That is good. That, that is was good. Really, I'll tell you what you'd really like, Josh. Mm. When I went to New Jersey 12 oh, years yeah. ago, yeah. I stayed one night in a hotel there where you made your own waffles fresh. Oh, good Lord. In oh, their into the, you sort of ladle it into the thing and then clamp yeah. it. Oh, yeah. That was oh, good. Wow. Definitely. Yeah, it was really good. Definitely that. Now, I'm going to get some lure pack and I'm going to get some anchor. I'm going to try and, and compare the kind of fancier butter brands. <laughs> is lockdown sending you a bit mad it's sending me sort of buttery bonkers i'd say <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um but i'll continue to report back because and the listeners they're loving it i think because they're mm. you know they're eager for that sort of i think we give the listeners something they simply don't get on other podcasts other podcasts Absolutely. are far too uh competent mm. um you know we're we're, we're we're filling a crumpety hole put it like i'd that. say we mm-hmm. just go above and beyond yeah yeah. yeah, I also think this is something that people can centre around. This is something that can bring us all together. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A, a lovely buttery centre ground. Um, <clears throat> right, are you guys ready to talk about some video games? Yes, please. Yeah. Right, excellent. I'm Your getting hub vibes. Yeah. The dreaded hub vibes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Your getting hub vibes. Yeah. The dreaded hub vibes. Yeah. 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 Your orangey bit. I'm buzzing. I do want one. Don't get your top bit pushed in. This week, I have been playing some things, and Rich has been pl- actually. I've been playing one. No, I've been playing multiple things, but there's one yeah. thing that I want to talk about. And then, Rich, you have also been playing. I imagine multiple things. Indeed. Um, yeah. Yeah. One one thing I can't talk about this week, but can next week. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, yeah, and one thing I can talk about this week. Oh, well, I'm annoyed now because we didn't discuss that before the podcast, and I want to know what it is. <laughs> but there's no real way you can allude to it without blowing it wide open, I imagine. Well, I don't, all I can say is, Josh, do you like the movie Jaws? Oh, okay. Oh, that's annoying because... Okay. All right, well, we'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> yeah. In the meantime... Rich, you've been playing The Persistence. I have. I have persisted with The you've Persistence. Per- <laughs> you have. That's a good way of... Because yeah. actually, you're not really a big fan 
of the rogue scene. No, oh, yeah. I'm not. I'm not. No. But I took this on anyway, and immediately <laughs> I was like, "Why? Why have I chosen to do this? Why did you I do didn't it have to, to yourself? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of masochistic, know. really. Because with like you know Neo Two, for instance, I think you mm-hmm. sort of had to do that, didn't you? I did. You, you yeah. had to sort of wade heroically in there. But with yeah, this one, the it's short just sort straw. of self-punishment, really. So give me the rundown on the persistence. Then. Was this like a sci-fi horror thing? Yeah, it's kind of... It's a sci-fi survival horror thing with many a roguelike element. Okay. So, um, yeah, you, you awaken aboard this ship, the kind of last survivor, and you're hooked up to this sort of cloning machine. Um, and you've basically got to take out your mutated crew... Uh, and there's some sort of narrative doodad that means the ship keeps changing layouts, so it's procedurally generated, Ooh. which I hate as well. Yeah, so I, like, I don't like, I like authored gen. stuff. <laughs> yeah, so that's annoying for a start. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's just basically the old die, live, die, repeat, live, die, repeat, edge of thing. tomorrow scenario. Uh, yeah, I would say this is one of the gentler roguelikes though, because the punishments aren't huge. You don't lose. All of your resources, you just lose sort of your weapons and stuff. Oh, okay. So if you collect loads of fabrication points and uh, stem cells, it is. You, you can they... go back to your hub and you can still upgrade. Oh, they they you kind of your upgrades, your, your yeah. fabrication. You do so. It, so you... there isn't that back and forth to a hub to deliver stuff all the time. You just die oh. and you can come back more powerful, which is good. Ah, so this was um. I believe was it PSVR? It was, yeah, in 2018, and they've um, gone back and they're bringing it to more platforms, and they've huh. updated it a lot, so it's playable without VR now. Well, that's what, yeah, bloody wants to be. Um, yeah. What's what, then? I guess the question would be: Is it scary? Right? Because if um, it's VR, then you're obviously talking about a really immersive thing, and jump scares yeah. are even easier and more yeah. at your eyeballs. But have you been scared? Not really. Initially, it was kind of <laughs> fairly tense, and then you sort of get a feel for where the scares are going to come. Yeah, and you kind what? of learn, kind of once you get into a room because they're sort of prefab rooms, sort of yeah. arranged randomly. So you'll go, oh, yeah, it's okay. this room. So there's going to be a guy there and a guy there. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. And every now and then there might be like a, a piece of the ceiling drops in front of you, and you're like, yeah, okay, I've seen this trick before. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> So if you yeah. were playing VR, you'd be so much more immersed and you'd have headphones and stuff. I can imagine it would be scarier. Yeah. But, um, yeah, initially a little bit scary and it just gradually, yeah, that fades. So it's interesting, isn't it? Because it, it shouldn't, or, you know, maybe like a game or a movie that's in 3D or something. I was thinking it shouldn't, it shouldn't rely on that in order to be scary. You know, like mm. good scares, good atmosphere... Um, is something I always, I think, like, you know, should endure, even without... Yeah. It's like Resident Evil 7. Like, it's really good in VR. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, but it's also just really freaky without, you know? It kind yeah. of... It's, its scares are very well tailored to, to kind of what it does. What, what, what kind of enemies are we looking at here? Are they just, like, big old shambling mutant folks? or? Well, you've got your standard kind of humanoid mutant who's <laughs> easy to take out, creep up on, whatever. Then yeah. you've got, like, berserkers who are big... Um, yeah, they're harder to take down. Uh, and then you've got stuff like lurkers that are little scuttling 
dickheads, sort of golem-esque. <laughs> they have like hypodermic needles, they try and lunge at you with them. Oh Jesus, that's not uh, what There's you want. weepers, which are like witches, little sobbing uh, weirdos that lurk oh. in corners. And if you sobbing try and shoot weirdos. them or whatever, they yeah, they teleport out of uh, out of view to somewhere else. Oh, that sounds um, good. And then there's bloodhounds, which are like slow-moving um, dudes with like electrified spears, and they're kind of Jesus. scary because they because they like, quite walk a, a towards quite a varied you. few enemies, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah. What's the, what's the combat saying? Is it? Well, it's weird because it's deliberately very slow. There's no sprint, so huh. you have to walk everywhere really slowly. Ooh. Um, yeah, and then you can fabricate weapons at fabricators, um, and there's stuff like batons and guns, and the guns aren't particularly powerful, and the, the ammunition's fairly limited. Um, hmm. There's one called the Valkyrie, which I quite like, which is like, um, shoots little spears and pins enemies to the wall. Ooh, that's good, I like that. Yeah, fan of that. Um, yeah, and there's grenades, most of them are sort of distractions, there's little swarming grenades, little swarm enemies, and little ones that beep... Huh. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I, this is this is totally a Josh Wise game. You'd, Maybe you'd be it sounds. It. Yeah, I mean, what I like, I like sci-fi. You know, yeah, yeah. I like horror. Yeah. So sci-fi and horror. You're not you're not impartial to a roguelike. I'm not impartial to a roguelike. I don't mind the format. I think, I think it's a it's a kind of tried and maybe even it's fair to say a little bit worn. Um, I was thinking this, right? I hadn't heard of a roguelike game before this generation, as a term. Huh. Yeah. Did you? I, I wasn't familiar well, obviously with the term rogue. roguelike. I mean, you know, but, but yeah, but yeah I, I, th- I, think, I think they did, I think, I don't know if it's fair to say after Dark Souls. Right. But it seems like that, that you know, for a long time, because obviously there's things like Shovel Knight, right? Which, yeah. which kind of... T- and that was, what, 2011, 2012? So I think it's certainly, like... I don't remember them being, like, massively prominent on the PlayStation 2 on that whole generation. It kind of seems like they, they, they really came into favour, mm, yeah. I guess, with, yeah. like, 360 and, and especially the current generation, I would say. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, um, I, I think so. But they certainly are a little bit worn now. I mean, it's a useful way, I guess, of giving the player like a system of punishment, you know, of kind of going, take this seriously because you, you know, it it makes death mean more. Mm. Yeah. Um, And so it's a useful genre, I guess. I mean, it's like, and, and then it depends how you make that death punishing so like with what you're saying if you just lose your weapons but you still yeah. have all the other stuff it, i mean is that that much of a pun because you got it there's a fine yeah. line with a roguelike are you just being annoying yeah because there are some games where i sort of feel like you didn't really need to be a roguelike mm. I, was it i can't remember what game there, 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 there was it might have been Dead Cells, although I actually really liked Dead Cells. Um, I like Dead Cells too, but I, I remember saying to you, I would have preferred if it was just a straightforward linear A to B thing. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a controversial thing, because obviously people just love that genre, and they love that game, and they love that game for the, you I, know, I, for the variety yeah. that it spits up when you die. You know, you I can't understand your... why people like roguelikes. I genuinely yeah. can't. Like, 
you make all this progress and then you lose it and you have to go back again and repeat it. Like, why is mm. that fun to people? <laughs> I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I think it must be... Um, I think it's about permanence. I think it's about, like, treating what you're doing with, with, the, with the necessary. And I guess fear. I mean, if you look a long time... Like, before, before like, and put roguelikes to one side. If you look at something like the early Resident Evil games. One of the reasons I think those games were scary, because they're not actually, when you, especially when you go back and play them now, lots of like two, three, one, the older Resident Evil games, they aren't actually terrifying. They're not scary in the same way that Silent Hill is scary, in the way that it's psychologically yeah. quite, oh God, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on here and it's really nasty. With Resident Evil, one of the reasons it was as scary and tense as it was was because you really felt when you died like you had lost something because they limited your saves. You could only save the game if you had the ink ribbon, you know, which you'd use Mm -hmm. on the typewriter, you know, a set number. So that always meant that you were really careful, sometimes maybe too careful, about your saves. So you'd leave it a long time between saves, which meant that every time you came up against a, you know, a a toothy bastard who was going to bite you, it's like, oh, well, actually... This thing's scary anyway because it's a dark corridor and it's an horrible bastard. But also it's scary because I could lose half an hour here. So it's a fairly artificial way, one might argue, of, 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 of ratcheting up those scares. And I guess with roguelikes, it's something similar. It's a kind of... Be bloody careful, you know. Treat treat this combat like you're actually like it's your life on the line, kind of thing. And for some, yeah. that's obviously frustrating. And and uh, yeah, it's 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 and it is a difficult thing to get right. I think uh, that mm. I have played roguelikes where I've thought I don't know that this needed to be a roguelike, but hey ho. Um, actually, that brings me nicely into what I've been playing. Because yeah. what I've been playing is not a roguelike, um, and it's the sort of game. Where you could see someone going, should we make this a roguelike? Um, mm. I've been playing Hunt Down, ah, okay. which uh, is it's really good. Yeah. It's a really good video game. It's by Easy Trigger Games, which is a, a small Swedish studio, and it's a side-scrolling uh, shooter, a sixteen-bit yeah. style uh, side-scrolling shooter where you play <clears throat> as one of three bounty hunters. Okay, and it's, it, it's in a kind of um, uh, futuristic-y, a little bit Blade Runner, a little bit Robocop, a little bit The Warriors, a um, little bit Streets of Rage, like a kind of futuristic city of, like, urban decay. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and it's it's kind of, like, crawling with these with these street gangs, which are... They're, they're really funny, actually. They're, like... They're sort of costumey street gangs like you'd find in The Warriors, but they're really kind of over... Uh, overemphasized. So there's there's like there's one gang called the Misconducts, and they like they go around in hockey gear. I love it. Just like yeah, it's great. It's it's great. And there's like there's another gang called uh, the Hoodlum Dolls, who are like they all they all speak with like London Londony Cockney accents, and they swing chains. They look like Birdie from Street Fighter. It's kind of cool. oh wow, okay. yeah yeah. Um, and you're this. Uh, real kind of nasty piece of work really you're a bounty hunter that's hired by um, a mysterious woman called wolf mother uh, Mm. who works for the shimamoto corporation and it's basically your job to go through uh, a a linear there's four gangs so four like quadrants of the city to go through these levels um, and kill everyone basically uh you're not actually really you, you don't take people alive you're a bounty hunter they're just they're wanted dead yeah um 
and it's it's really really cool. It's it's like a kind of a little bit John Carpenter, a little bit um, Streets of Rage. So basically, Ooh. you kind of <laughs> each character. So there's there's three bounty hunters that you choose from. There's Anaconda, who is like she's got an eye patch and mm-hmm. she laughs maniacally. And uh, mm. each of the bounty hunters has like a, a like a special ability where you press triangle and you've got like a sort of and it's there's a it recharges after you use it, and hers is that she lobs a hatchet, uh, which is really cool like a little mini axe, and then I played as Mo Man, who seemed to just be he was a Hans robot. Mo Man. Hans, Hans Moman, yeah. It <laughs> uh, basically like a sort of skeletal robot in a in a like a bright yellow raincoat, and he was really cool. He spoke with a sort of English accent, and he lobs his special ability is that he throws like little kunai, little mini daggers at people. Very cool. Mm. And then the other one is called John Sawyer, who is a, a cyborg with like a metal jaw, uh, and he throws a boomerang, which is really useful because it, it it's like. Sort of double damage, right? Because it hits them and then comes back. Um, ah. okay. And it's really, really cool. So, like, you slide, you can, like, you you move left to right, and there's little little platformy bits here and there. But mainly, it's just about the gunfights. Um, and if you press down on the on the left stick, uh, you can kind of slide into cover behind behind boxes, and you you just hold down to stay in cover and tap the shoot button, and they'll just automatically peep up and just shoot so there's a real there's a real nice kind of like uh to and fro to the gunfights it's just dark fire dark fire until one of you falls down really um <laughs> but it's really nice because there's like loads of enemies and uh and the enemies are all really like cool and like nasty and there's enemies that lob like molotov cocktails and stuff and also what's kind of cool is if you press up on the left stick you can kind of you can kind of duck into doorways that are in the background as well, oh, which nice. also, yeah. also helps you dodge fire, which is just awesome. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's like a really tight, precision-tooled, like side-scrolling shooter. It's not, I would say, like it's not beyond uh, the sum of its parts. Like it, it mm. it's it's a, it's a, it is what it is, and what it is is really tightly well made, and it has a really cool like graffiti sort of urban metropolis like yeah. vibe to it which is really really sweet mm-hmm. um and it's nice and short as well like I, I played it i think over like a, over a weekend um and and you know finished it comfortably uh and i'd a hundred percent recommend it. it it felt like a rich walker game oh really yeah i Ooh. thought it's funny maybe you and me should have swapped um really oh yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should have because yeah. uh, it was a real Rich Walker vibe. It was like that era. In fact, it actually reminded me a little bit of like Blazing Chrome. Do you remember Blazing Chrome? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I dug that. Yeah, I dug that a lot. It was mm. it was a little Although bit I like that. I found it very hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very is it, hard. This well, and hard, actually, though. Hunt Down, it is tough. It's not unbelievably tough. There is like each segment you you go after like the gang's key figures so you'll get like like a little a string of like boss fights, you know. Yeah. Um and they some of them can be quite tough, but on 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 the whole you'll 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 sort of get through. It's not it I mean actually I think Blazing Chrome was more di- Blazing Chrome was really tough. Yeah. Um, no, I found it really hard. And it's not as tough as that. Absolutely not. But it okay, is but good. it does have a challenge. It's got a nice challenge to it. Um, mm. And it's worth saying as well that your all of the bounty hunters they have like they drive cars. They're not hover cars, sadly, but they are uh, like sort of DeLorean style cars. Um, nice. Okay. And when you go to like a, a, a 
after you take down each like gang figure it gives you a cool little view like inside the car's dashboard and you've got like a little tv screen where you get your briefings from wolf mother and then like it shows you your target on the little tv screen on the dash and you press the you can press a button to get like more intel about your target and it's like oh what he's what what they're wanted for and where they are and like you know what their tactics are and mm. in the yeah. dash it's like a sort of cream leather like dashboard with a little cigarette lighter and a floppy disk drive and stuff. So it's like it's really cool, like retro futuristic style. Yeah. yeah. Um and it and it's one of those games where and there's an awful lot of them. Like it's kind of styled after the nineteen eighties in a in yeah. a way. And it kind of you know, it does that with humour. So I guess it's a little bit like, you know, Far Cry Blood Dragon mm. or like even like Bro Force or something like that. It reminded me a little bit of Bro Force. Um, okay. But yeah, on the whole, really good. Like it's not, it's not gonna, you know, absolutely change your life. It's not, you know, but it is really good. And what it is is very, very. It makes you appreciate just sort of like precise, tight game design, especially when it comes to like side-scrolling shooter. It, it, it's, it owes a debt, I guess, to like the Metal Slugs of yesteryear. Right. But yeah, sounds, really, really good. Sounds very I cool. recommend it to the listeners, but I also recommend it to Rich Walker. If I didn't have a backlog of like 300,000 games, I'd be all mm. over that straight away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mind you, get through it in an afternoon. Top of the list. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Prospect, maybe. It? Start it in the morning, finish it by five. You'd be loving it. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> mm. Are you guys ready for the news? Are you ready to get fired at with my news cannon? Yes, please. Yeah. I need news, Josh. Please. <laughs> Give me news. I like a fat cat. I like a fat cat. Is it fat? Is it cat? Chonky cat. I like a fat cat. I like a fat cat. Is it fat? Is it cat? Chonky cat. The bigger the better. News. Right, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, First thing on the list is a thing that I'm quite excited about. Um, I kind of, I broke the news up between gamey game news and mm-hmm. like studio news, so it's kind oh, of in, okay. In like okay. Sort of in like Could we get the studio halves. bits out of the way then? Oh, do you want to? Games do... are more exciting than studios, right? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do? Do you want? You've got, you want you've, to, you've got to agree with that. The, I'll do the second half. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you definitely. <laughs> but yeah, all right, all right. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Um, cool. Square Enix, Enix. Mm-hmm. What do you say, Enix or Enix? I'd say Enix. Enix would be two ends, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, I suppose you're right. <coughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, Square Enix opts out. Sorry, Enix opts out of a digital presentation for its upcoming game. So this is the obviously because e, because E3 will now exist as a sort of well, I say now as if moving forward. Maybe it will. Maybe E3's done for. Ooh, E3 doom mongering. Maybe E3's <laughs> over. But like all of the companies are obviously doing their digital shows because of uh, because of the pandemic um but square enix enix has said that they're not going to do a digital e3 show um, because of the logistics of the lockdown because of the preparation so what they're going to do bloomberg reporter takashi mochizuki said or claimed that square enix will quote announce new titles on an individual basis instead of collecting them all and broadcasting them in one dedicated show. I really like that. Mm. I don't know how you guys feel. The last, like, week um, has been brilliant. We've had, like, cool game announcements 
spread over the day, as it as indeed we'll get to, you know, in the second half I of the news I think I prefer that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. easier to digest. Absolutely. Yeah, you kind of, you hear one thing and then you have like a nice, you know, think about that for a day. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, right, next one, next one, next one, next one, next one. Metal Gear Solid producer Ken Imaizumi joins Tencent, claims report. So this is the, the, the real thing was that, it, that uh, Imaizumi was stepping away from Kojima Productions, which was a thing that we heard about last year yeah. um, in the wake of Death Stranding's release. Corporate director of Death Stranding and founding member of Kojima Productions has apparently been employed by Tencent. Uh, Tencent, by the way, is the uh, mega, 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 mega corporation, um, which has stakes in Epic Games, Platinum Games... Uh, Ubisoft, Paradox Interactive, and actually has full ownership of Riot Games as well. They're kind of like a big evil corporation, although they may not be evil. They may just be very nice. Who knows? Are they in any way affiliated with Fiddy Cent? <laughs> I don't know. I'll tentatively answer yes, mm. um, but I don't know if uh, and, 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 and if they are, then uh, we They're could only a be fit getting as good. Well, we could be getting a remaster of Blood in the Sand. <laughs> oh god yes please <laughs> and and also bulletproof which was you know oh, yeah. which, don't forget there was two games never forget oh, there was two I, I, I haven't I reviewed mm. Blood on the Sand did you did you really? I did yeah, yeah. <laughs> for who for, for when I mean, oh why? god I can't remember when it was it was when it came out obviously but mm. uh, when was that like 2008 Seven, 2007 eight, yeah something like that yeah yeah, yeah um, I can't remember what I gave it was it 360 uh, yeah Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it must have been. I don't know about that. It might have bridged the gap. No, it was no two thousand nine. That was right in there. Blimey! Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, Lance Reddick uh, so, was in it, mate. <laughs> well, listen, we could be getting the third Fifty Cent game, and actually, it could be produced by Ken Imaizumi. So, how do you feel about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Say no more. Say no more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Respawn Entertainment establishes new studio in Vancouver. Hmm. <laughs> Marvellous. <laughs> how'd, you feel, how'd you feel about that? How'd you, how'd you like them apples? I mean, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's, it's a ha- well, how's about this then? All right, let me, let me crank it up a notch. It's led by the design director for mm-hmm. Sleeping Dogs. Okay, interesting. Yeah. How do you feel about Sleeping Slightly more Dogs interested now. generally, by the way? The phenomenon um, and the game. I love it. I think um, Which? the game the game's great. Oh, right, the game. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I, I 100%ed that. Did everything did, in it. Did you? I did. Did all the DLC, the lot. That yeah, I was, got... I remember, two things about Sleeping Dogs. Thing Let them the... lie. Yeah, let them lie. Okay, three things. Yeah, let them lie. Uh, th- it had, I think, West End Girls on the soundtrack. Did it? I think so, yeah. No way. I think I it had West End Girls on the soundtrack. And it was the first game to take the combat from Arkham and just go, yeah, that combat's oh, yeah. really good. Let's have a bit mm-hmm. of that, please. Because actually, it'll be great in Tokyo with the cops and the kung fu. And not I remember wrong. that being like a really cool thing. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, anyway. Anyway, uh, Respawn, <laughs> new studio, Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> led by the design director of Sleeping Dogs. So something to think about. Something exciting to think about. Indeedy. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, linked into the Tencent stuff, System Shock 3 may have been passed along to Tencent, alleges report. This is kind of intriguing. This is via Video Games Chronicle. The official System Shock 3 website is now owned by Tencent Holdings, not Other Side Entertainment, which it was before, which has sparked speculation that the project has been acquired by Tencent. So, you know, Tencent... Tencent could be like the next THQ Nordic, could be sort of slowly taking over the video game world. And we'll end up with just two sides. You know, just Tencent... THQ Nordic in a sort of video game war. Um, <laughs> Who'd have thought good, THQ would come back with such a vengeance, eh? I know. I know. I know. Mm. THQ just used to be like wrestling games. That's what I, I remember know. THQ I know. Um, But yeah, System Shock 3. How do you feel about that, generally? I'm sort of like, yeah. I have no attachment to the System Shock series, unfortunately. Mm. I just remember playing a bit of a demo on PC I had way back. I think it was yeah. System Shock 2. Two was um, the one, wasn't it? Two yeah. Was, uh, two was big time. But, um, no. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, sure. I'll play fair it. Enough. Fair enough, fair enough, fair <laughs> enough, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Rich will play it. Excellent. Right. <clears throat> Video game news. On to the first half of the news bulletin. Mm-hmm. Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, yes. It's happening. <laughs> it's happening big time. Um, and there was a big video that sort of gave us an insight into uh, exploring and combat styles and customization and all that sort of stuff. This was uh, part of State of Play. Did you watch it, Josh? I did. I watched it. I watched it in its entirety. Mm. Um, and uh, I was kind of... I was in a, in a sort of frenzied state of excitement by the end of it. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> I sort of can't help myself with that. Uh, that time and place mm-hmm. and that kind of <clears throat> that style of gameplay that template of open world game uh, it moved to, to where they've moved it to, to like a, to a Japanese island it it looks it looks really 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 cool yeah uh, now I will also say I don't know like I guess it, it doesn't look like uh, from what the, the kind of vibe I got from it, it's going to be a little bit like sort of Spider-Man in the sense that like, okay, you know, this template, this formula has been in effect for a long time and we're not really interested in, you know, drastically advancing or changing the formula like say uh, like a Witcher 3 or a Breath of the Wild or something like that. But what we are interested in doing um, is, is, is giving you that atmosphere, is giving you that mood and kind of mm. bending it to fit uh, somewhere which I just... I don't think it's been done. I don't think we've had that vibe in an open world, have we? Um, not that I remember. Mm. No. Mm. No, it but looked yeah. super interesting. <clears throat> and I it loved did. all the stuff they said, like the samurai cinema stuff and the Japanese voiceover. And mm. that was, yeah, it was that cool was, how they kind know. of advertised that front, front and centre yeah. as well. Just it was, like, it was ticking all the boxes for me. Yeah, I imagine so. I imagine mm-hmm. so. Did you did you see it, Imogen? Do you have emotions about Ghost of Tsushima? Are you excited? Are you kind of nonplussed? Um, I agree. I think it looks really, really lovely. Um, mm. And I really liked the um, the guiding wind feature. That it doesn't give you like a waypoint. Yeah. It says like this many meters away. I thought that was really like uh, yeah. just really like stylish way of doing it. Yeah. 
for sure. Um, yeah. Following it's, animals it's, as well to, to points of like interest fold. is cool. Yeah, yeah, uh, little foxes. I guess like mm. UI um, and stuff. Like, but, but like when they kind of fold it yeah, into the world. I'm not quite sure if it's cool my way. sort of. I thought the speed. guy was going. And did you see the animal? It looks kind of Assassin's Creedy. Do you not think the stealth looks very Assassin's Creed? It does. But like, I don't know if I'm a bit like fatigued of like kind of. Big open world things. <laughs> Could you say that? <laughs> Which may lead on to another news story that we have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's. We got some. We got some. We got some news stories. But Don't worry, yeah. Imogen. They're not. Gonna, they're not going to make the next Assassin's Creed bigger than Odyssey. That would just be mad. <laughs> Why would they do that? <laughs> well, have I got news for you? Also, let's just come come to rest on the uh, on the fact that Ghost of Tsushima has got little foxes in it. Yeah, as well. Yeah, Which, little birds. Yeah. And you, you can pet them, and they've got yeah. little birds that lead you to places. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's yeah. out in July, so not it's long like to a wait. Disney movie, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's going to be a sort of Disney, a, <laughs> a violent Disney samurai epic. Yeah. Um, if, that, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. I don't know what will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I tell you what, though, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 remasters have been revealed. Woohoo! Hey. Yay! With now, most of I... the soundtrack. <laughs> you are. With most of the soundtrack, with most of it, yeah, eighteen yeah. songs mm-hmm. have been uh, <laughs> have been on a. I mean, that's that's expensive. Let's just say that much. I mean, yeah. that's what like when you get like Grand Theft Auto losing bits of its soundtrack as the years pass by because they you know they only buy the rights for like a, you know a set period mm-hmm. of time. Getting licensed soundtracks is expensive. Um, yeah. So you know, fair enough. I used to love Tony Hawk. I. And and it's not that I don't love Tony Hawk now. Uh, I just it, it's been a while since I've played a really good Tony Hawk game. So this news came as good news. Um, mm-hmm. I'm currently wearing uh, a skater T-shirt, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was sort of un- unintentional, but it it, mm. it supports the news story. I'm wearing an Element T-shirt, which is quite a cool, quite a cool oh, skate. My Element T-shirt's been lost. I don't know where it is. Uh, have you got one as? Oh, of course you have. Yeah. You were a bit of a skater boy, weren't you? I was. I bought it in large when I was clearly a small, so it was really baggy <laughs> on me. Everything was baggy. <laughs> Everything was baggy. That was a skater mm. culture, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Baggy, baggy trousers, baggy t-shirt, mm. just just baggy, just mm. bag across the board, baggy. <laughs> How do you feel about these remasters? Then, are you have you entered a state of sort of hyperventilating mayhem? No, but I'm super excited for them. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, mm. and someone was saying like, "Oh, what about Tony Hawk 3? And I was like, "Well, I still got my copy of that, so mm. <laughs> I'm okay." Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I will <laughs> say, <laughs> like, the, <laughs> yeah, the one thing that I was loving, yeah, like three and four were 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 my Tony Hawk. They were the ones that I really really loved because I think I had like four for the GameCube and three for the PS2 or something. Was was it was three PS1? I can't remember. Uh, no, three was PS2. Mm. Yeah, that yeah, makes that sense. Was, that was its debut on PS2. So I had like three and four, but the 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 game that I really loved was Tony Hawk's Underground One and oh, Two. Oh, that was great! Yeah. I absolutely loved that Thug One, Thug Two, and I had <clears> one of them on PSP as well. It was great. I think Thug Two might have been my last Tony Hawk game. Mm. I well, think that, I was, that was tapped that out was after like that. The end of the glory era for Tony yeah. Hawk. For, then it was my, American Wasteland, mind. right? Yeah, American Wasteland, which... Was Project I, 8? Which was first? Project 8 or... Project 8 American? was after um, American yeah, Wasteland, right. I think. Um, but actually, on the Nintendo DS, American Skateland was really, really good. Oh. 
it was like a really cool hand because you use the touchscreen to do tricks but like not in a gimmicky way oh. it was like there was, it was just sort of like little touchscreen buttons and you and th- that meant that you could have quite a few on the touchscreen and you could kind of freestyle your tricks very well anyway. I think it I think it lost me <laughs> when you had to use the trigger to um push you didn't oh. just go along you had to put yeah and I was like oh this is just muddled it just yeah yeah, D- didn't like yeah. that. Didn't gel for me. I get that. I get that. And skate um, came along and just made it look a bit. I you know. see. I loved skate for me. Yeah, me too. Like Tony Hawk's skate, sort of. It, well, it's not to say it killed it. Is unfair because there was quite a time gap anyway from Tony Hawk's heyday, and skate kind of went for the whole. Uh, well, I don't know. You say realistic. Maybe that sounds a little bit silly, but it, you know, it tried to emulate. <laughs> well, compared to Tony Hawk's, I suppose it is realistic. Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. And that was a kind of like the right stick would do all your would do all your tricks. You mm. kind of flick it to do an ollie and stuff. I absolutely love that. Um, yeah. So this is it's a, just a nice blast from the past, and it's Vicarious Visions as well, who did Crash Nitro Fueled and Insane Trilogy, right? And Insane Trilogy. So. They've got pedigree on kind of mm. like, you know, boosting old games and making them sparkle and basically just remaking them properly and fully. It's, uh, it's yeah. really good stuff. It's kind of what exciting. they do now, right? Hold on. Did they do Nitro Fueled? I'm beginning to think they didn't. They might uh, not have done, actually. I think it might just be Insane Trilogy. But it was Beanox. Beanox did uh, Nitro Fueled. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, 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 anyway. Tony Hawk's loving it. And that's out in September as well. Oh, it's too far away. <laughs> uh, Mafia trilogy. Oh. oh I will say we were saying last my... week, weren't we? Mm, About yeah. one. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah, we were actually. Yeah, yeah. No, we were because it was the the thing that leaked was about two and three, wasn't it? And we were like, yeah. huh? get the one official it. reveal is supposed to be. Uh, it was it was yesterday, being Tuesday yesterday. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> see, yeah. See what I did. Um, I will say that my excitement for it goes down as mm-hmm. each sequel comes in. Really? Like, I'm I'm most excited about Mafia. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit less excited, but still excited oh, yeah. about Mafia 2. Yeah. And I'm not really... In fact, it seems kind of mad to me to have a remaster of Mafia 3. Well, I don't know if it will be. They're just calling it a definitive edition. I, I imagine they'll just bundle the blooming... Mm. The existing game with its patches and whatever. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, but Mafia 1 it, just seems to be like a full-on remake, doesn't it? Oh, it, it looks... Yeah, the screens I've seen look amazing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because yeah. that's, that's the real... For me, I'd buy that on its own. I, I do really like mm. Mafia 2 and, 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 and 3, but, like, that's, for me, that's far and away the main draw. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm all over that. I think that's the best... Uh, still the best game in the trilogy, for my money. I think Mafia 1 was excellent. It was... One of the best kind of GTA clones of its day, I think. Tommy Angelo, mate. Tommy Angelo. <laughs> Tommy Angelo. Tommy Angelo and the city of Lost Haven. I know, right? Well, I thought yeah. it was Lost Heaven. Lost what? I thought it was Lost Heaven. No, no, it's Haven. Is it? Yeah, yeah. Are it's you Chicago, sure? I think. H-A-V-E-N, I think. Oh, well, actually, I'm getting less sure now that I'm... Are you going to give it a Google? I am. <laughs> this is the beauty of not being in the studio. It's Lost Heaven. I'm pretty sure in the game they said Haven, though, didn't they? They never Maybe said Lost. Maybe it's a Lost... weird um, pronunciation. Yeah, like I think, I think they said, like, they always used to say Lost Haven. 
Like it was like De- the, the yeah. emphasis was on the loss, and then it was. Ha- but yeah, you're right. It's spelt heaven. Anyway, anyway, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll sort that out when the game's released. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, Unreal Engine Five is a thing. Oh yeah, got a tech big. demo, didn't it? <laughs> Pretty big. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Lumen and Nanite and all sorts. How how do you guys feel about Unreal Engine Five? It looks nice. I don't know about all the words and that. And I read your feature and it <laughs> summed up exactly how I felt. You read my... Oh, the... Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Well, I was more excited about the game than I was about the graphics. <laughs> the, the non-existent game. The non-existent game, which mm. is called Lumen and the Land of Nanite. <laughs> <laughs> which sounds amazing. It's kind of like a sort of gritty modern version of Cameo. You know, the rare game. sounds like a 90s cartoon. Yeah, yeah. Lumen yeah. in the land of nanite. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's like it? the land before time or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The land before Lumen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. That's yeah, how did, how did you guys feel? Were you mad, mega hyped for the graphics? I mean, they do look good though, right? Yeah, I thought it looked really, really beautiful. Like when they were like um, showing how, how, how detailed it can be. Mm. Like zooming in on all the t- tiny little mm. triangles. I'm not exactly sure how it works either. All those triangles. Um, but yeah, like the realism was like ridiculous. Mm. Um, but I really did enjoy it at the very end when um, you got like a proper good look at the character mm. and like her eyes are like a bit too big. Like the, her eyes maybe take up like 20% of her face or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, look at all this realism. <laughs> <laughs> this is alien woman. Yeah, no, for sure. She reminded me, that's why I say she reminded me of Cameo a lot. She got the kind of big mm-hmm. fairy tale bug eyes. She looked quite yeah. stylized. It was a bit, mm. a bit strange. Yeah. And she could fly, of course. Let's not forget that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. um, you know, she, she climbs through this cave... <laughs> Really slowly, and then thinks, "Fuck it, I'm gonna fly." Yeah, at the actually, end. <laughs> can't I fly? Uh, yes, yes, you can. Right, I'll see you later then. Yeah, and then she's yeah, off yeah. Uh, to open up a portal. Um, yeah, I think it's quite telling. Like, I was more up for that than I was. Like, it's not that the graphics were great. Sure, like absolutely, it looked stunning. It was running on a PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. It like that's it's exciting if games are gonna are gonna look like that, but also. In the wake of an announcement like that, it does kind of leave me with an ever so slight empty feeling at the end where I think, I wish that game was real though. And like, let's not forget that it's the games that that we're, (laughs) graphics are great, but it's kind of what's underneath that that is most important. But I suppose the next Tomb Raider will probably look like that, because that's immediately what I thought of when I saw the tech demo. It looked like Tomb Raider to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, if they give Lara Croft a jetpack, oh, yeah, then you're then, then you're away. You know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ubisoft says that Assassin's Creed Valhalla will be bigger than Odyssey. What? <clears throat> mm. So this yeah. is coming. It's not exactly contradictory. So previously they've said it's not going to be the longest of the Assassin's mm. Creed games, right? Like it's it's going to take less time to finish. But now we have producer Julian Leferrier saying in an interview, I do not have the exact figures at this stage, but we've not only created the whole country, which is in this case England, but also a good part of Norway as well. Uh, and yeah. So it's, it's, it's the, the largest, and also said that it was the largest uh, map 
that, that had been made. So that's quite interesting because it's like, well, if you've got the largest thing, but you're also saying it's not the longest game, mm. Mm. how exactly does that work? Or is it a contradictory thing? Maybe I misunderstood I it. Yeah. Unless they're saying that, like, the the main story isn't going to be longer than Odyssey or it's not going to be longer than any of the others, but the world itself, if you want to go ahead <clears throat> oh, yeah, and, yeah. and do all, all of that stuff, then yes, it will be huge. Yeah, actually, that's a good point, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just... Like you've made the entirety of England. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like well, we're not a big country, but it's quite big still. We're big yeah. enough to get on a on a on a PlayStation disc. Like, you know, it's it's still it's still pretty <laughs> sizable. Right, I'm gonna fire through the next few, uh, and then I'm gonna quiz you two. Um, little ones, PGA Tour 2K21's launching for PC and consoles in August. Uh, Marvel's Iron Man VR launches in July. It's annoying that it's July because because the VR thing is in the studio in our office and i can't go there so that's annoying yeah it's problematic Uh, not their fault though it's not the developer's fault i must add that um Um, yeah it is oh okay fair enough it's their fault uh oh harvest moon one world is coming out excellent yeah it's kind of taking a look at animal um, crossing and going i "I want a bit of that give me some of that gonna be able to live in a world where animal crossing is so you know, all-encompassing, all-consuming. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel about that, Imogen? Has that kind of uh, piqued your interest at all as an, as an Animal Crossing uh, fanatic? Um, I've never played any of the Harvest Moons. Ooh. I, yeah, I've no experience of them. No. So Are you kind I of intrigued? That come up and I was like, all right. Yeah. Could be a, could be a challenger. <laughs> it, it was like, I think Harvest Moon was kind of like the original... Um, you know farming management farming sim thing like okay. it was something was for the snes so it's got some yeah it's got some yeah. pedigree it's like a sort of old school it'd be interesting to see what they do and it sounds like they've added mm. kind of like an adventure uh element where you sort of um you know start in a small town and then you kind of move around elsewhere as well so it sounds kind of intriguing yeah. um mm. oh and the last one it's uh notable just for how massive it is um but i'm not terribly interested in it it's minecraft um Minecraft sales have surpassed 200 million. That's ludicrous. It's mental. Yeah. Yeah. With 126 million monthly players. Mad. Madness. I just, I mean, still. You've you got to take your hat off. I do know a lot of people off. who play Minecraft. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 100, 126 million of them. Every, wow. yeah. every damn know, month. Every single one. You know all of them. Yeah. Blimey. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's the sort of thing I wish I did sort of i wish i was a little bit into it mate. maybe i should try it should i just try minecraft um you can yeah maybe just do what i did i, I played once for a few hours and never went back yeah <laughs> what and you you sort of endorse that way of doing things do you yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> okay, do it with every right. game all right fair play fair play well done minecraft well done to you mm. uh <laughs> right let's do are you both are you do you ready? want a piece of breaking news josh i'll go on They've just announced the limited edition PS4 Pro bundle for The Last of Us Part 2. Oh, well, very there you nice go, it looks too. Hot off the press. It's got Ellie's tattoo etched into the top and into the <laughs> controller. Are you going to buy it even though you already have one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah fair Why not? Fair I've got money to burn, sure. Mm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, never mind a coffee machine. I've got a PlayStation yeah. Pro to buy. Yeah, exactly. I can just put mm. it on a shelf and look at it. Right, it's quiz time. Okay. 
Okay, all right, well, are you guys ready? I personify a place, it's a video game setting. Do we need the rules at this point? I read out a number of clues as this personified setting. You say stop if at any point you have inklings and rumblings of ideas, and then you say what that place is. If you say it and it's the right place, you win. Stop. Stop. I'll go through the clues as many times as you like. And I have, as ever, backup clues. Because I don't like draws. Are you both psychologically prepared? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I'm steely eyed. (laughs) I'm determined to win. This was, I think, Rich had a two game win streak. Mm-hmm. Imogen then beat Rich with the Assassin's Creed Syndicate, which was the week before last. Yeah. yeah. Last week, it was a total deadlock, and I declared the Listeners the winner, which I think is the first on record victory for the Listeners because I'm fairly sure that one or two of the listeners will have been shouting out what it was. It was Novigrad mm-hmm. from The Witcher, yeah, just to yeah, refresh yeah. everyone's memories. It's got this... a zoo, Novigrad. Yeah, it's got a zoo. It's got a zoo. Mm. <clears throat> um... I, bl- I, blame, I blame the quiz master for the, uh, <laughs> the failure on that one. Yeah. I'm sure you do. I'm sure yeah, you do. But do. the listeners are rejoicing. <laughs> <clears throat> I can hear them. Um, I don't know about the clues this week. We'll see how you get on. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bit different, a bit different. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Clue number one. I am a dream destination for lovers of railways and boats. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Clue. So whenever you say, oh. like, dream, I'm always like, it has to be about sleeping. Like- oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's actually that. Yeah. Well, that one. It's just a normal turn of phrase. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll just I'll give you a little yeah. extra hint on that one. Not, <laughs> not actually anything to do with dreams. Um, media molecules dreams. Mm-hmm. Uh, clue number two. I am the largest city in my series. Now, when I say city, you could also say settlement. But we'll go with city uh, in my series. <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Clue number three. I have many prominent residents, including a famous vampire. Wow. A famous vampire. The most famous mm-hmm. vampire is Dracula. Okay, let me slightly yeah. slightly <laughs> amend that clue. Slightly amend that clue. Um many prominent residents, including the second most famous yeah. vampire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I, oh, 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 oh! Are you gonna have a go? Stop. Imogen Donovan. Is it Saint Denis in Red Dead Redemption Two? And this week's winner. Hey. No. What is Imogen Van- Donovan? <laughs> See, I thought Red Dead Redemption Two. I wouldn't have said Saint Denis. Why? Why a vampire? Um, because one of the game's Easter eggs. If you obtain all five of the secret messages hidden throughout uh, Saint-Denis, or Saint-Denis, as some of the residents call it, Mm. uh, you get like a star shape on the map. And if you go to the middle of the star, you can see Nosferatu as a character who roams the alleyways of Saint-Denis. No way. I didn't know that. He's, he looks just like, uh, you know, Max Shrek, Count Orlock, I should say. Um, and, and, and But sadly, I didn't even get to the other clues because I had two more, which I thought would be quite funny. I'll say them just in case. Um, 
1998, I hosted the FIFA World Cup. What? Which is funny because the the suburb oh. of Paris is called Saint-Denis, where the Stade okay. de France oh. is located. So that I thought that clue might be right good off. to really... Oh, yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Uh, oh, and then I, I thought a really cool one was uh, the Mafia forced me to change my name. Yeah, <gasps> uh, mm. I don't know if you... Because originally, when the map leaked for Red Dead 2, it was called New Bordeaux. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And oh, then, that's three, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, then when Mafia Three yeah. came out, or was yeah, was known about, it was called New Bordeaux, which uh-huh. was also another take on New Orleans. And then they said, right, change the name to San Denis. And actually, in Red Dead Two, some of the campfire songs that your that your gang sing have the have the name Bordeaux in them. Oh right. Yeah. Well, but yeah, this week's winner, an absolute barnstormer. How? Um, yeah. How? Richard Donovan. How did you get that so quickly? Because <laughs> um, I thought of when I did the modding for Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, and you can just run around as that character. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, and that's just when, where I yeah. went to first. The mod well, prevails, go. Rich. How do you feel there about you your, your, your crushing defeat this week? Well, I, just, I had no chance. I had no mm. chance. No chance. No chance. Yeah, Too yeah, much yeah. of a barnstormer. Well done, Imogen Donovan. <laughs> um, I will now fire at you. Uh, some thoughts from the listeners. Have you ever tried to load a spread? The spread's so good. The spread's so good. Because basically, they thought, why not sort of mush up the biscuits, mush the biscuits, and turn it into a spread? That's mad. Questions, theories, comments, and queries. It's that time of the week. The listeners have fired their thoughts at us at high speed. Um, I will now recount the various comments, theories, and queries. I do have a lot, so again, if your if your question or your or your comment or your theory or your query doesn't mm. get read out, possibly probably next week. So because we've had some we've had some top responses. Yeah, uh, to do rollovers. This from some, <laughs> some rollovers. This is from someone that's called Rich. Oh, I like him already. <gasps> yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah. Rich Newbold, kind of a cool name. I like mm. that. Uh, comment Nutella on buttered crumpets is the best crumpet combo. That is actually massive. I I would never have thought of combining butter and Nutella. How do you guys feel about I, that? I um if I add any topping, butter has to go first. Butter's like the foundation. You don't just what, you don't just even see, go on a naked crumpet. So you say <laughs> that, but like when I went to uni and then like have toast in the morning mm. and I would like butter the toast and then add yeah. jam or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. Mm. it would be like, no, what are you doing? No, 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 you're like, right. Why are you adding wrong. butter? Oh, that is, I have, I have to say, said. that is kind of strange. Yeah, like I would, uh, my natural inclination would be, mm. especially with something like jam, something sort of fruity, my natural thing would be, well, if I'm putting jam on it, I won't put the butter on it. But you're sort of yeah. saying double it up kind of thing. Butter, yeah. butter's the foundation. You, you've got to have the butter before you have any anything else. I would say. <laughs> but I got to say, butter and chocolate. I mean, that is that's outside the box. That that is my kind of thing. To be fair, mm. I'm a big fan of these combos. Do it, um, Rich Newbold. I I'm going to put that on Crumpet Corner. I've already told the uh, told the guys I'm I'm doing. I will get. Hopefully, my flatmate will be getting me some Lurpak any minute. Um, as along with some Waitrose Essentials uh, crumpets to compare to the Warburtons. I will report back. I'm going to get Anchor brand butter and also Tesco's own, 
just to see how it stacks mm-hmm. up so I can ultimately prove that theory about the crumpets. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. Rich Newbold, thanks very much. I do have a jar of Nutella in. Uh, this is a good time, actually, because I, I got a picture of this and I'll... Um, I'll, I'll possibly find some way of, of sending this out to the listeners. Could tweet it out. I stumbled upon a combination the other day. Um, I did a triple tier sandwich <laughs> for a start, right? And it was a combination of now crunchy peanut butter, which I'm not a huge fan of. It was during the breakfast waffle phase. Um, mm-hmm. I sort of, sort of thought, well, I got jam, so peanut butter and jam's good. Let's try a bit of crunchy, give it some texture, right? Wasn't a massive fan of crunchy. I don't know how you guys feel about crunchy peanut butter. It's just I prefer smooth. I, I prefer don't. Smooth. I don't generally have peanut butter to be honest. Not a massive fan. That's, that's mental. Yeah. Though. Sorry. Yeah. Well, anyway, crunchy peanut butter with Nutella. Hmm. It's well, you, as though that's a bit, that's one too much because you've already got well, the hazelnuts. It's basically. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, if you think about it, yeah, but if you think about it, what you're essentially doing is creating a chocolate bar, but with bread. Sure, yeah. You've basically got yourself a Snickers. I mean, without, I guess you don't have the kind of caramel element of the of the Snickers, but you've basically, you know, you've got the the, the, the outrageous chocolate nut combo. Sounds excessive But then also, I, 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 I did a three-tier. Decadent. I thought you'd think that, yeah. I thought you'd think <laughs> yeah. that. Um but and, and when I made it, I sort of thought, uh, you know, th- this is one to send to Rich because I think he will he, he will not approve. You know, when we you go know. back to the office, do you think you'll be able <clears throat> to fit through the door? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think that might be a problem for me. Yeah. I think I'll, I think when we all by the, when we all see each other again. <laughs> uh, I will have I will have swelled significantly. I think I'll be I'll be a big fat guy. Um, right. So moving on from the Nutella buttered crumpet combo. Oh, thank yeah. you to Rich Newbold for that. Yeah, I will stuff. be investigating that. Um, right. Let's have a little look. What's next? Uh, hmm, oh, we've got loads. Got loads. Uh, this from Chris Coma. Uh, Hi all, my most recent lockdown game has been Saints Row 4, and on replaying this, I found a new appreciation for the voice cast. Have a look on IMDB, it's incredible. The only other game I can think of that comes close is Kingdom Hearts 1. What's your favourite cast in a game? Rich. You know, we were uh, talking about it earlier, Sleeping Dogs has a very good cast. Remind me. Uh, You've got Tom Wilkinson, is it? Oh wow, he's good. Um, yeah, he is. You've got. Isn't Eliza Dushku in that? I feel like maybe she is. Oh um, no, oh. I'll tell you who is Emma Stone. It's Emma Stone. Yeah, so yeah. you're thinking of in it? Yeah, yeah, she's in it. Yeah. Um, and actually, do you know what? Do you know what I did there? You'll be loving it. Um, the first Yakuza. Oh yeah, <laughs> but that's the confusion because Eliza Dushku was in that. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. But yeah, uh, Kelly yeah. who? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. James Hong, Lucy Liu. James Hong. You do know James I Hong. Know. You do know James oh, Hong. Is that... He's in everything, yeah. mate. Oh, the girl okay. with the girl <laughs> with green <laughs> eyes. Yeah, but, you know, you know him. <laughs> what was that little goblin voice? That's what he talks like in um, Big Trouble in Little China. Oh God, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, I stand correct. Yeah, He's absolutely. in many, many things. Absolutely. James Hong. He's everywhere. Well, let me just for just for reference. 
Um, <clears throat> I'll give you the same. I'll give you the briefest rundown of Saints Row Four, because this is quite impressive. Although, well, I'll get. I'll, we'll get onto that afterwards. Troy Baker, Laura Bailey, Robin Atkin, Dow. I mean, this is just a who's who of video yeah, game yeah. talent. This is big time. <laughs> uh, Nolan North, Keith David, Daniel Day, Kim, Michael Clark Duncan, Terry Crews, uh, Yuri Lowenthal, uh, Roddy Piper. Uh, oh, Michael yeah. Dawn's in it oh, Voice of Wharf well, That's good uh, Neil Patrick Harris uh, The list just The list is insane it, it goes on and on and on and on However I will say <clears throat> If we're talking voice casts I don't think anyone has ever come close to San Andreas Oh god yeah that's true Yeah you got like I mean Peter that because that's You're not and... even like that, that yeah. Like multiple people, like you got Samuel L. Jackson, uh, Peter Peter Fonda, Chris Penn, obviously Sean Ryder, Chris Penn. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sean Ryder, the Happy Mondays, um, and, and obviously then Danny Dyer as well because mm-hmm. of that. Um, David Cross is in it. Uh, oh, wow. Bill Fickner's in it as as Ken Rosenberg again, course, reprising his yeah. role. Um, yeah. Frank Vincent and uh, as because Salvatore is in that game, mm. as is Debbie Mazar mm-hmm. as well. I mean, that's like. That's sort of like old... Axel Rose is in it, by the way. So, yeah, San Andreas, sort of m- massive for me. Have you? Can you mm. guys think of anything that's like bigger than that? It's Mass Effect, uh, like, a big uh, time with a voice cast. Um, I don't know if it's got, like, celeb voices mm. per se, but it's. I mean, I was, it's got a yeah. good voice cast. I was going to take your San Andreas and raise you Dishonored 1. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's, that's massive. Susan Dishonored, Sarandon. Dishonored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but John Slattery yeah, is in John Dishonored Slattery. One. Yeah, yeah. And what's the one that always surprises me? That Imogen always reminds me. Oh, uh, well, what? Like that Lena Headey's in it. Yeah. Well, because... no, wait, no, that wasn't the one. There was <laughs> no. another one. There's um, Carrie Fisher's in it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Isn't Michael Madsen the... in it? Yeah. Yeah, Michael Madsen's in one and two. Because he's um, yeah. thingamajig, isn't he? Uh, the yeah, assassin Dowd. That's it. Mm. Oh yeah, um, and Chloe Moretz. Brad Dourif. Brad Dourif. He's good. Dourif. 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 Yeah. 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 Chloe. Chloe Moretz is the princess, or the, or the, or yeah. the queen, or yeah. yeah I the forget. daughter. The daughter. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually that um, is massive. And mm. Susan Sarandon as well. Yeah. yeah. Like, is it? It always goes, becomes a thing where, like, apparently, I've told everyone this so many times I'm always like yeah yeah Lena Headey was in Dishonored 1 mm-hmm. and they're like yeah yeah Imogen like <laughs> told me that so many times and I'm like well she's in Dishonored 1 <laughs> well she is I'm gonna tell you yeah. again. shut up yeah. the fact hasn't changed <laughs> yeah um, Kingdom Hearts 1 I imagine to go back to yeah. Chris Comer's question just has lots and lots and lots of impressive Disney people so fair enough fair enough <laughs> Um, I will save some of these for next week, but I will end on uh, on this question uh, from Michael. Bit of a double whammy, actually, so we get two in one. Uh, this from Michael. Can Nintendo just march into Konami's HQ, take the Metal Gear Solid HD collection, and put it on the Switch? It's so strange that Snake Eater is on the 3DS, but not the Switch. Bloody Konami. Yeah. This, see, the thing is, Snake Eater on the 3DS is a, a different era, isn't it? Mm. When Konami like, made games, oh. yeah, Do you know what I mean? yeah, mm. yeah, it's really good on the on the three DS. By the way, the three D's excellent. Mm. If you've got a new three DS with a little analog nubbin, get on it. It's yeah. um, it's really special. There's nubbin I, else I like it. 
There's nothing else like it. And I and I I have the HD collection for the Vita. Oh, um, oh it was cross buy actually, so I suppose I've automatically got it for PS4. Right. It's very, very good on the Vita as well. The Vita is not dead. I mean it is dead, but it, it it's undead. <laughs> it lives on, you know. Yeah. Um so like yeah. Like a vampire. Like a vampire, yeah. It'll always be I, there. I agree. Uh, if Nintendo could do that, uh, Michael, then that would be brilliant. I don't know if they if they possess the power, legal or otherwise, do you know to what, do though? that. If they're going to do that, remaster mm. Twin Snakes as well for the Switch. That's actually huge. I don't know why Twin Twin Snakes was was it Silicon Knights? Yeah. Um, but obviously the publishing falls to Konami. Yeah, Twin Snakes is 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 a very very good video game, and now. I still have my original GameCube copy. It's really expensive and yeah, rare. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I had to get one off eBay because I never played How it. How much did you play, pay for that I one? I think it was like 25 quid. It wasn't like the Oof. premium lovely one with the <clears throat> Hideo Kojima signature on it. I got the one that was uh, red. It was like a blood red and it had like Yoji Shinkawa's sketch on the front of the, oh, yeah, of mine, the, of mine the two. Mine has that. That's 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 the nice one. Is that the nice that's one? The, oh, okay. Well, the um, the American one is just like it's in-game graphics oh, no, of like that. snake and liquid that's back awful. to back on the front cover. Um, it's a cool front cover. It's just not <clears throat> as cool as the red no. one. But yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, and then the second follow-up is: When is that leaked Harry Potter RPG likely to actually be revealed? And will it be next-gen or only cross-gen? I would think publishers would want to hit those 120 million sold PS4s, mm. so probably cross-gen if real. <coughs> What's going on with that Harry Potter thing? Because I didn't put yeah. it in the main news because uh, I am not fussed. But there is a Harry Potter thing, but it's it's like a it's For mobile, a, isn't it? It's like a mobile yeah. thing, right? Harry Potter mobile game. Right, yeah. So, yeah like a match three kind of thing. Is that what it is? Um, so you match the three symbols as per. Mm-hmm. Um, but there seems to be like another layer to it where you um, use spells to help you solve the puzzles as well. Mm. Um, and it, it happens against a backdrop of these various iconic locations. Right. Um, huh. but yeah, I don't know a huge amount about how those spells interact with the core yeah. bit of it. That's a bit of a mystery, but but that um, but that RPG is mm. um, MIA, isn't it? Not seen anything about yeah, it. Yeah, and that that did look cool, mm. like what we saw of that. Like, it, do you remember the rumours that that was Rocksteady? Was well? like, yeah, it was yeah. yeah, that's so weird. I was about to say it was like, leaked was footage, wasn't it? That. Was it leaked? It was. Yeah, it was leaked footage, and it was round about the time when Rocksteady were going. But we're doing a big thing, but it's not going to be Batman. And but they hadn't said. But it. it yeah, I think that at that point there was. That maybe they had they hadn't confirmed like it's definitely going to be DC Comics or something, and then that footage leaked and people thought for some reason it was connected to Rocksteady, but I don't, I can't remember why. But yeah, that Harry Potter game is 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 kind of ghostly and uh, and and <laughs> and for some reason uh, not not happening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That just about does it this week. Uh, thanks as ever to everyone involved, mm-hmm. um, especially <laughs> uh, Rich Walker and Imogen Donovan. Thank you too. Thank you. Uh, thanks yeah, thank you, yeah. to. I Pleasure always change up here. the order. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's great. Mm. And we, you know, we've mm. got the crumpet chat. We've got the games mm-hmm. chat. It's all going on. Um, uh, thank you to Andy B and Cullum Ahern and Adam Cook for the various uh, musical stings. The music. Uh, the symphonies mm-hmm. of the video gamer podcast. Um, thanks as ever to the listeners. Do tweet us at videogamercom. 
uh, or email us at podcast at videogamer.com. Um, go to videogamer.com for all your video gaming needs, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's about... Oh, we're not on Snapchat. No. We're not on Instagram. No. So don't bother looking into that. Um, you don't Twitter handles. <laughs> stick to Twitter, at Joshy Wise, at underscore Don Lothario, yeah. at Richie W82. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, bloody good... I'm off to eat some crumpets now. That sounds good. Sounds good. Mm. Uh, so it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. It's goodbye from Rich Walker. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Imogen Donovan. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.